podcast. If you're not listening to podcast, the terrorists are winning. That's what Jay Moore says. Welcome to the podcast. Sit down and enjoy a pint. Welcome to the Stripes episode of the podcast. Joining me are Allison, Eric, and newcomer Patrick Keen uh, to break down another 80s classic comedy with Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. Stripes is one of those movies that's actually two separate movies combined into one, and there are obvious comparisons to another military movie that was released just six years later, uh, Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. This episode is chock full of our favorite scenes and quotes and features maybe our most difficult attempt at recasting a movie with today's actors. We really struggled with the recaster bait section, and you'll see we played a bit fast and loose with the rules with the uh, ages of the actors, but uh, it turned out pretty good. Anyway, let me be your big toe as I lead you through our breakdown of Stripes. Are you stuck in a dead-end job? We're going to be killed! Oh, no. Just keep your hands Not on the killed. wheel and slow down. Not killed. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Personal problems got you down. You can't go. All the plants are going to die. Well, the U.S. Army can turn your life around. Before I knew it, she was walking next to me. Singing new, I did it, did it, dumb, did it, do. Join a whole new breed of professionals. Learn what it's like to feel like a man. Get your body into incredible shape. Muscles, I love those muscles. Dillman! Master important career skills. What are you going to do with that? This and this. Who's your friend? Who's your buddy? I am, aren't I? And represent your country in foreign lands. So if you're a man who likes to take charge of your own life, so am I to understand that you men completed your training on your own? That's the fact, Jack. That's the fact, Jack. And this looks like your kind of challenge. Green killer, you're a lean, mean, violent machine. I'll do it. Join Bill Murray. In stripes. This could be the best experience of your life. What the? <laughs> Surprise, buddy! I'll kill you! Whose idea was this? Okay, Stripes, 1981. Uh, this no-nonsense no plot is not the shortest one ever. Mm. We, we did Money Pit last week, and that was the shortest one ever, 10 words. This one is not, not a, doesn't rank up there in brevity, but does rank up there in stupidity. Oh. Uh, mm. Two friends who are dissatisfied with their jobs decide to join the Army for a bit of fun. I don't, or a bit of fun? Is that what they were doing? I don't Or were they remember. fucking losers who, who had no other choice but to join the army? Yeah. I don't yeah. remember a bit of fun. Oh. Yeah. They got the shit beat out of them by the army for six weeks and then went on some harebrained mission. <laughs> All right. 
let's start with Patrick with my first little question, and that is, uh, when and where did you see it? What impact did it have on you, or what do you remember it having on the community? What did you think of Stripes when it came out, if you remember it? Yeah, I, I would have been, let's see, nine, I guess. Yeah. And that is, I think, third grade, is nine, third grade or fourth grade? Yes. Yeah. And which is way too young to see that much breast, I think. <laughs> it's like so gratuitous. I had this, Patrick, I had the same reaction. I'm like, I don't remember this many boobs in this movie. It's <laughs> such a perfect, pointless 80s gratuitous nudity yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I and I use that word when I wrote my note. Gratuitous nudity. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of out of control. It, it was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. This was a script written by a couple other guys, but I think then punched up by Harold Ramis, which he is yeah. want to do. He didn't get to finish the story. Oh, I'm sorry, Patrick. <laughs> I just cut you off. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I just, <laughs> I just remember. I remember it being so silly and perfect, like that and meatballs. Yeah. Yeah, we're like really, really free reign for Bill Murray. And just uh, yeah. I don't know how much of a script they had to go off. of. No, that was one of the things I, I saw noted here and there was that they definitely obviously haven't had a script and they, they, they went on the script. But uh, a majority of what Bill Murray was doing was he had the opportunity to improv. And it was clear. I mean, he, he went off script a lot yeah. throughout the movie. And I think it, it shows, and that's why he's fucking Bill Murray. Yeah. I want to say I was maybe in high school when I eventually mm. saw it. Like, I didn't... Wow. I don't think I was in... I even saw it in middle school. Like, I don't know if it hit my radar. Because it would have been kind of in, like, this lull period of like it would have been an older movie by the time I would have been older I to think watch it. I saw it in junior high and my reference point and it's perfect that we have Patrick on here for this uh we were talking about our Pop Warner football uh and one of the things his team the 49ers used to do in their their uh warm-ups that, that, you, that all the stupid teams do and the, you get in lines you do whatever sort of calisthenics things uh, hitting your helmets, hitting your pads, and then, you know, jumping down, push-ups, whatever. Uh, one of the things your team did, Patrick, was you would – somebody would yell razzle-dazzle, and you guys would hit your pads and helmet oh, awesome. in, in some sort of routine. And we were like, whoa, they have their shit together. How'd they do that? That's from Stripes. I can't – like, that blew us away, and we're like, oh, we're not prepared for this game. I was, I was thinking it was either going to be that or boom shakalaka. You know, like <laughs> – you're doing a for you're going into formation and yeah. you go boom shakalaka boom shakalaka boom yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> <In a position. laughs> had they done that we would have walked off the field <laughs> fucking forget it yeah <laughs> that would have been fantastic all right uh patrick that was a missed opportunity no oh no no um <laughs> Uh, that, yeah, that was uh, the 49. Didn't, didn't we play in preseason then again during the regular season, Brennan? That sounds about right. And I think yeah. you kicked our teeth in both times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we talked about the uh, gratuitous nudity. And this is – so these scripts were written by other guys, I believe. And then Harold Ramis came in at the end and sort of tweaked it uh, to make it what it was right. uh, as we saw it on film. Um, 
Harold Ramis and scripts, early Harold Ramis scripts. Uh, you know, we did Ghostbusters a while back, and then I think he was involved in, I think he was involved in Meatballs too, if I remember. Um, early Harold Ramis scripts. I'm not sure if this holds up in his late stuff, but there's absolutely, and it, it shows in this movie, especially when you have the Ghostbusters in the back of your mind, like right. three, three of us do for sure. Uh, there's absolutely zero effort in developing female characters. Oh, there is no, he doesn't even try to write dialogue. No, correct. <laughs> it's like, correct. it, it kind of is like shocking. Like, it's amazing. Like, w- 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 why? Why? I mean, we, yeah. we know why, but uh, yeah, what's up with that? It, I, I had written a similar note kind of rewatching, and I'm like, um, the women in this movie are ancillary kind of things and i'm using the word things intentionally right because it's not (laughs) treated in a dignified way in at all no no i mean the transition from yeah they're downtown getting in trouble to oh we're just gonna watch the general's house Right. Right. And we're going to let you in and just. Right. We just become these sex <laughs> background characters for you. Yes. But also, like uh, the John Larroquette scene of him looking in the shower. Oh, yeah. Zero point to that other than <laughs> just the shower scene. But right? apparently, that him, all of his dialogue there was totally yeah. improvised. He was uh, making it up as he loofah. goes, the loofah. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> That dude is super underrated. Uh, not just in this movie in general. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. This is, there are a few well-known movies out there like this, but this is one that is, it's obvious. This is two completely separate movies. Uh, the first movie is about uh, the two losers go to boot camp and they're in boot camp for the whole time. Uh, it's an hour and 14 minutes. <laughs> Of yeah. boot camp, and then the last, you know, the mission to Italy and all the, all the real stuff that happens is the last thirty minutes of the movie. Yeah. Uh, the last time I remember, or the, the biggest example of this kind of, uh, to me, is Goodfellas. The first, you know, hour forty of the mm. movie, or whatever it is, seventy-five percent of the movie, is a different movie than the last twenty minutes. You know, him being on drugs in the eighties and the cocaine and the black helicopters. That whole manic thing is a completely different movie than the rest of Goodfellas. In a good way, it has to be. But right. uh, it's crazy. This movie is... It's like another oh. example of that. And it, it's weird how much it almost actually kind of mirrors the two stories, mirror each other. And it actually predates the other movie is Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Where oh, yeah. it's like yeah. basic training is a completely separate movie and then they go to Vietnam and it's like a completely separate story. Right. Well, watching at one point watching John Candy run through the obstacle course in the mud and the rain and stuff. <laughs> and run, go off course. Well, off woods. course. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. Detours to the woods. When they have like the rain ponchos on and, and like he's going through, I was like waiting for the, the scene where it's in slow motion and they're picking him up and he's coming out of the rain and they're like dragging him. I'm like, no, that's in full metal jacket. 
that was Private Pyle with Private right. Joker picking him oh. up, and then that was oh my god. Those scenes are almost interchangeable. It's, it's, yeah, it's partially the same movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah. When did that movie come out? Full Metal. Eighty-seven, I think. All right. Uh, so Full Metal Jacket stole. Uh, Footage from. I mean, right. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. That's unbelievable. It would have been the other way around. You would have been yeah. like, okay, Stripes is parroting uh, yeah. Full Metal Jacket, but I like that it's the other way around. Fucking yeah. Kubrick is biting off of Harold right. Ramis. <laughs> or Ivan Reitman. Hilarious. Well, have you ever, do you remember From Dusk Till Dawn at all? Mm hmm. That that was weirdly kind of two separate. They're on the road in yeah. in Texas, then they go to Mexico, yeah, and then they come across an all night bar where vampires, yeah, right, take yeah, over, yeah. and then he has to kill his own brother. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's a strange little movie, but it was the eighties, and a yeah. lot of these movies are kind of half assed. Um, so Eric, as the only person on this podcast that. Uh, was actually in the army. Uh, what do you think of what you saw in this movie? Oh my god! I, <laughs> I, I didn't even. I don't even know why I watched the movie. It's like I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell us more. What do you mean? Oh my god! I, of course, I'm being completely sarcastic. Nothing, nothing about that movie is re- remotely even close to anything <laughs> resembling what it's like being in the military yeah yeah other than uh there's one scene where they're when they're walking in a line picking up trash yeah or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know doing push throwaway stuff like that otherwise none of it is even close mm-hmm. nobody's making wise cracks to the sergeant <laughs> no the company commander does not have a live grenade sitting at his desk. When he orders the guys to, to fire the weapon, yeah. no coordinates, just fire right. away. Yeah. yeah. Shoot this mortar, son. What? We don't know where it's going. <laughs> yeah. And I love that that was Timothy Busfield, by the way. Yeah. God almighty. Um, so I had a question watching this. Again, we can't. I can't at least uh, put too much stock in the reality of this as we were right. talking about that you know, the script is whatever. But uh, so when they go in the beginning, when they go to en- when John Winger goes to enlist in the army and his buddy drives him, they're sitting in the car. He turns to Russell. And he says, Are you coming in? And is that right then? Like Russell decides, oh, I'm joining the army too. Like, had he not said come in, he would have just sat in the car and then not joined. Like, what happened? I think that's the takeaway, which is mind-boggling. So he has some sort of a life outside of that car. He has an apartment. He has whatever, uh, and he's just like, eh, okay, I'm gonna go enlist today, and we're gone. I don't know. It's very yeah, because he wasn't struggling like Winger was, right? So why is he joining? I, he, had a, he had a good career as an English teacher. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he was on his way to becoming a professor, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, uh, that was very confusing to me. And then um, one of maybe the most, arguably the most memorable thing from this movie is the theme song, I think. Oh, yeah. 
bump it, bump it, bump it, bump like that whole yeah. thing. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I constantly I whistle it with the yeah. with with the movie for sure. Yeah, I, I it's in the back of my mind more often than it should be. Yeah. Whoa. It's good. We when used you're to not watching coming. the movie? What? When you're not watching the movie, yes. it's in your I mind? Mean, I mean, previous to today. Like wow. Well beyond. Wow. Patrick, we, what? We used to sing, coming home from football games on the bus, we would sing the Dua Diddy song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was clearly from that. You know? Yes. Oh, my God. Of course. It all comes back to football, really, for this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and I wrote down one little note with no details, but simply saying that Sergeant Hulk, Hulka, the, the, the actor Warren Oates, is great in this movie. Yeah. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't go through his IMDb, but he is, you know, he was a, 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 a talented, well-known actor previously and did a lot of sort of, I think like John Wayne type parts uh, or gangster type parts, like tough guys. Mm. Um, and he's got a little bit of that, a little bit of that in this movie. You can feel he's got a little gravitas to him. Yeah. 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 Um, I saw something that was sort of in trivia, but just kind of reacting to what you just said. So in the scene when they're all kind of sitting around, Mm -hmm. uh, like the first night or two that they had enlisted and they're telling their stories, he is laughing and smiling yeah. during those conversations and they're he's not supposed to be doing that but because the actors were cracking him up like he couldn't get his laughing under control um at all and so they tried to edit around it but they couldn't quite do it and they tried doing retakes and he couldn't keep a straight face but it finally like he got it under control when it came to the bill murray yep. scene but um I, I remember catching that kind of early on i'm like he was supposed to be a badass like why is he kind of laughing at these like smiling and laughing at he, these stories and then the actor like, turns he, out it was an error he and know? bill murray like got along well i yeah. think he was just amused by him right you know uh okay box office for 1981 uh i don't think we've done this year before so this is a good one uh get ready because it's this is this is oh we did I can see the third movie. We definitely did this one before. <laughs> uh, number one, Superman 2. Ooh. With 108 million. Number two, Stripes, 85 million. Wow. 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 Uh, had a budget of 10 million and made 85 wow. domestic. That's so a winner. It's a fucking blockbuster, is what that is. Uh, number three, Cannonball Run. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so my God. Uh, I know, Patrick, you've listened to a number of these uh, episodes. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the Cannonball episode. It is a shit show from start to finish. It's oh, like, I haven't heard that one. Damn it. It's, it's so it, hilarious. It's kind of a problem. Like It's it's really out of control. And it's not, oh, I've got to listen. Okay. It's, <laughs> it, what, it, wait, we, just because what? Recasting or what? Everything? We, we, we did took it on the road. Yeah, we took it on the road. We did it in person. And, which is fine, you know, with a couple of our friends. And then we had a few people in the audience uh, who were just, they were going to be on the episode, but they didn't watch it. So they just were sitting around and the peanut gallery was just, they wouldn't stop talking. And then another guy came in and so that 
the audience was larger and it just kind of spiraled spiraled out of control and the drinks were flowing and yeah. if you want to hear if if you want to hear me get angry like inside my head uh that's a good one it okay. was great the recasting was very funny yeah was very funny yeah there's one in particular i'm not going to ruin it for no. you that is spectacularly funny yeah there's one recasting suggestion that will knock you on your ass it's so crazy <laughs> I love it. I, yeah, I will definitely have a listen this week. Okay. <laughs> so the, Cannonball Run number three. All right. Number four, For Your Eyes Only. By the way, I do like that Cannonball Run derails every conversation. It does. Just because that pod was so listen, bad. When you have something that traumatic in your life, it has to. Uh, number five, so number four, for your, for your Eyes Only, 54 million. Number five, The Four Seasons, 50 million. Six, Excalibur, 34 uh, number seven, History of the World, part one, mm-hmm. 31 million. Number eight, Bustin' Loose, number 31, or uh, 31 million. I don't know what that is. Uh, the Great Muppet Caper comes in at number nine. Uh, hell yeah. Hell also yeah. 31 million. <laughs> and Endless Love, number 10, with 31 wow. million as well. So, Stripes, number two for the year, and a massive, massive hit. I, I remember it was on the he was on the cover of Time or Newsweek, Bill Murray. Yeah. yeah. I am surprised it did that well at the box office. Yeah. Uh and this so this is before Ghostbusters, but after right. Meatballs. Right. Yeah. This was, was this, this when, when did Caddyshack come out? I believe Caddyshack. Yeah, it was the year before. Yeah. So Caddyshack sort of uh, catapulted yeah. him in. But he's a, in a super small role. He was coming off of SNL though. Bill, yeah. Bill Murray. But wasn't, I mean, Caddyshack was a pretty big yeah. movie, though, too. Yeah. Yep. It is interesting the Vietnam joke he makes when he's yeah. at the bus station. <laughs> You're like, isn't it way too soon? Because, yeah. 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 At that time, Vietnam officially is over for six years, but really kind of seven because the troops were back. But my God. Yeah. He, he makes a Vietnam joke there, and the, uh, he says, uh, you know, We've been kicking ass for 200 years, you know. We're, we're 10 and 1. We're 10 and 1. <laughs> and we know what the 1 is. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I prepared for this, I read something about the, about how Harold Ramis, like, deliberately puts that into a lot of his scripts, like some sort of yeah. commentary about <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah, hmm. that sounds about right. Uh, okay, Rotten Tomatoes. What do we think... Stripe scored with the audience on Rotten Tomatoes, Allison. This came in number two. This is the audience. Yep. So I'm going to say number. 89. 89. Eric? Uh, I'm not going to go that high. Critics? No, this Six. is audience. Oh, this is audience. Okay. Yeah. Um, audience, I'll, I'll say 80. Patrick? Yeah, I, I mean, if it's at the time, I would say it's a lot higher, but Rotten Tomatoes is recent, so I, I, gotta, I gotta say, I'm gonna say as low as, like, 75. Mm. The audience score was 79%. Ooh. Wow. So, Eric was right up on it, and Patrick is right there, too. Al, you're way off, man. 
I get confused <laughs> by the whole, like where it ranks in the box office. Like it had to have gotten a lot of people to go. Listen, the audience and the, uh, audience is always off. I think the critics are a little more close. So the, for uh, the critics, then the All critics right. for Rotten Tomato, to, tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. I like tomatoes. I had a bowl of them this morning. Wow. Uh, the critics score, Allison. I'm going to say 68. 68. Eric. 60. And Patrick. Oh God, you guys got, I'm, wow. I'll just, I'll go, I'll go. Oh man. I'm right there with you. I, I'll say, I'll say, sorry, 65. Does that, does that mean? All right. He kind of prices right at both of you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, the critics gave Stripes an 88. Shut Ooh. up! Wow. Critics liked it 9% more than the audience. That's unreal. It's unreal. That's kind of... That, that is a different time. <laughs> so I did see something, and it was in IMDb, and it made my brain hurt, mm. but it was something like... It made the 2000 list of the top... 500 of the 100 best comedy. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Like, it, I saw that. It's too. like, that's like saying 60%, it, 60%, 60% of the time, time it works, works every, every time. time. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I saw that too. I think what they were saying is it was nominated for the top one, top 500 funniest list or whatever. Yeah, but, but then there was yeah, a they, 100 list. Yeah. Yeah. They Perfect. picked 500 movies to, that they were going to submit to whittle down to the 100 funniest. Oh my God. A, that is the dumbest thing right. I've ever heard. Right. It was a pseudo finalist basically. So it's like, it's, I guess it's all the nominees of like best picture. It's, but okay. It's IMDb. I mean, who cares? Whatevs. <laughs> okay. Stripes. Oh, this is the trivia part. Okay. Stripes was released six months after Ronald Reagan's inauguration. I don't know why that matters, but that was, I saw that in multiple places as a big deal. <laughs> what? The end. Good. Great. Uh, it was originally a vehicle for Cheech and Chong. Oh. It was written for Cheech and Chong. Uh, the reason this fell through is because their manager insisted, without their knowledge, but he insisted that uh, they get a 25% share of Ivan Reitman's next five films as well. Oh. He's, he's like, yeah. What? <laughs> I bet they were smoking something. Yeah. So uh, the script was then rewritten for Bill Murray and, and Harold Ramis. Uh, and most of the stoner humor was shifted to the Elmo character uh, played by Judge, Judge Reinhold. Um, and the new script was pitched as Animal House joins the army, which is, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. But yeah, Cheech and Chong. I can't, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it would have, I don't know. It would have, it makes sense when you think about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, Cheech and Chong joined the army. Right. In then you definitely one. have two characters whose lives are a mess, not just wingers. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. right. yeah. That's when they both, yeah, they, yeah. they ditch the car and they go enlist. Uh, Bill Murray and PJ Souls, uh, the, uh, the MP that, yeah. that he's with, um, were supposed to do two weeks of boot camp and they lasted three days. 
to Eric's point. Yeah, it's kind of insane. Were they in the beginning? Were they in Chicago or New York? I think New York. Okay. Yeah, it was New That's, York. It's funny you bring that up because don't they make a joke about Chicago later on? Yeah, when they meet at the Russian, they meet the or the Soviet at the gate at the yeah. Uh, border. Yeah, he uh, Bill Murray pulls a gun on him. He's like, ah, Chicago, like the mob. Right. Kind of <laughs> reference. <laughs> yeah. Um. PJ Souls, who plays the role of Stella, <clears throat> also played Private Wanda Winter uh, the year before in Private Benjamin. All right. Oh. And actually wore the same uniform in both films. Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's how they made that movie for $10 million. And now we've had two PJ Souls pieces of trivia, and I bet you didn't expect that. I did not. Uh, Shocker of the day, Bill Murray and Sean Young did not get along. <laughs> uh, Young didn't like Murray's method of ad-libbing, uh, and Murray vowed to never work with her again. Nice. And I think oh. that he kept that up. That's yeah, he didn't have to try, probably didn't really have to try that hard for that no. either. Unfortunately she for she her, she, that's probably just, you know, a, one more name on a very long list. Yeah, I don't, I think Murray's a little demanding and... Uh, He's a little tough to work with. Um, the EM50 urban assault vehicle was a <laughs> 1976 GMC 26 foot long Palm Beach motorhome. Wow. Uh, uh, Run out and get one. I'm sure they're reasonably priced. Yeah. Um, Eric, you'll appreciate this. The Army recruitment uh, went up 10% after this movie came out. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh yeah, some yeah the <laughs> the movie attracted the uh, creme de la creme with that touch. Yeah, yeah. How about the haircuts too? I mean, like they conveniently ahead. they conveniently leave some of the guys with regular haircuts. Right. Yeah. John Candy's was kind of close to what it actually is. Right. Like everybody else was a joke, especially especially Harold Ramis. Yeah. Right. So those guys got to keep their haircuts because they were the bigger stars. Right. Everybody else. Uh, Ivan Reitman did not tell the actors that real army barbers were going to give them real haircuts. Uh, I think specifically talking about John Candy and a couple of the guys with the, yeah. with the crew cuts. Oh, my God. Uh, so yeah, when they said that John Candy was like, yeah. genuinely depressed. Yeah. When <laughs> they did that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crew cut doesn't work on Candy. No. No. It's not, uh, no, that hairline is ridiculously funny, though. That widow peak is insane. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Anytime you can expose a widow's peak, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for it. Come on, that's great. Uh, let's see. Um, this doesn't, who cares about that? The Czechoslovakia scenes were filmed at the Jim Beam-owned Chapizzi, Chapiz Distillery in Claremont, Kentucky. Oh, uh, that's convenient. Ramis, Harold Ramis said that the third act was set in that country, Czechoslovakia, uh, now the Czech Republic, uh, because Reitman's family were Czech refugees. Oh. There you go. Oh. Wow. I know. I have to say, just in general, I was a little surprised that they're the bad guys in this, the quote-unquote bad guys in this well, movie. I, I mean... They are part of... The CCCP, right? I know. Yeah. I know, but still. I mean, I guess it's sort of like they're the dopey outliers of that 
regime or whatever, but I mean, they're so they're, they're trying to drive from Italy to Germany and they no, make a long turn. So I know, but it was by. just, yeah. it, I kind of forgot that part. I'm like, that's weird. I always going into the movie. I thought it was the Russians. I mean, it technically Agreed. kind of is, but right. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Please mute your phone. How dare you? It is mute. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> I love that those two uh, those two guys at the blockade still have their jobs after they've let yes. <laughs> those other guys in. They're not like no. stationed somewhere else. They just have coffee now. <laughs> nope. Uh, okay. That's, we'll get there in a minute. Um, only, only John Candy and the guy who played Psycho knew the lyrics to Do A Diddy. Huh. They had to oh, wow. teach everybody else wow. before the movie or during the movie. I mean, it definitely goes deeper into the song than the average person <laughs> probably knows. So, I mean, fair enough. But. If it goes one word beyond do wah diddy, then yeah. <laughs> After the first line or two, I'm out. Yeah. Um, the character nicknamed Psycho is actually named Francis. We all know that. Right. Francis is Norman Bates' middle name in Psycho. Oh, oh! That, I like that. I know. I like that a lot. One. How did we not see that guy in more movies? I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a perfect character actor guy. Yeah. And I don't know what happened to him. Uh, Sergeant Hulka Warren Oates died a year after this movie came out. I saw that, yeah. I didn't see what it was. Probably That's young, too, because when, we when you were uh, sent the list for the... Uh, Recaster bait, and he gave his ages. So he was early fifties, right? Fifty-one oh or something. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. The last sentence the platoon shouts during their performance at graduation: "The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog." Is a sentence that was popularly used to test typewriters and telegraph machines because it contains every letter of the al- alphabet yeah. at least once. Yes. Oh. Wow. I don't know why I found that so fascinating, but I did, and so I put it in. You've never heard of that? No. Oh, my God. How, what, how would I hear of that? In, like, if you took, a like, a keyboarding class oh, or anything go. like that, that would be a sentence that you would be really? asked to type. Yeah. So you type it because... Because it, it, it tests every, every, num- every, le- every number, every number, every letter. Uh, okay, finally... Uh, Near the end of the film, an image of an Army newspaper indicates that Captain Stillman was transferred to the Arctic Command. And it's mentioned earlier in the film, too. You know, if you don't yeah. accomplish this, we're going to send you to the Arctic. Uh, this is later referenced in an episode of Night Court in which Dan Fielding, played by John Larroquette, uh, reveals he is a captain in the U.S. Army Reserve. And by the end of the episode, his commanding officers uh, ordered... Or officer orders him to be transferred for duty in the Arctic Circle. Oh, so wow. his role in Night Larry, Court, yeah. they did a little Easter egg for uh, uh, his role in Stripes. Larroquette twice. Nice. And that is more trivia about Larroquette than mm-hmm. you expected. Um, anybody else have any tidbits they want to throw in? I've got a couple casting things, but other than that... I don't, I wish, I know this is a casting thing, but uh, I think Frank Oz would have been great for the, the screening Marine when he's asking those questions. Oh. Of course. <laughs> we, that would have been yeah. We can all go for more Frank Oz yeah, in agreed. funny movies. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, a couple quick casting issues. Kim Basinger was offered the part of one of the MP women, oh. uh, but was turned down because her agent asked for too much money. Great. Dennis Quaid read for the role of Russell. Oh. He was actually PJ Soul's husband at the time. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and he, you can see him in the background of one of the scenes um, as like a, just a random... Uh, uh, recruit or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John Winger, uh, people who were considered for this role. Okay. It's kind of the obvious bunch given this crew. Uh, Chevy Chase and John Belushi. Right? Okay. Um, Russell Ziski, Dan Aykroyd was considered. <laughs> so they almost did the whole right. Ghostbusters cast. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah. All right. They've got like a little crew of kind of their regular. Yeah. Well, I mean, with Ivan Reitman and yeah. Harold Ramis and yeah. Bill Murray, and there yeah. you go. Uh, it's time for a recasting debate. It is recast debate. Woo! Better close the door. It's time to recast debate. All right, boys and girls. <laughs> this is very difficult. Um, we have. I'm saying we have four main people to talk about. And that is John Winger, Russell Ziski, Dewey Ox Oxberger, and Sergeant Holka. Anything beyond that to me is a bonus. Uh, you can do Captain Stillman. You can do Louise and Stella, the two M M MPs. I always struggle with that, MPs. Um, but otherwise, we could, we could just do the top four and move on. Right. We'll see. Oh, I did. Also, well, I'll have an extra little bonus. Wow. Um, let's start with John Winger, played by Bill Murray. Okay. Um, I had difficulty with all of these, and I'm breaking, okay. I think, all of my age issues with everything. So, yeah. We don't, we this was, this was hard. Yeah. Um, so, I have three. I don't like really, I don't like two of them. Mm. One of them's okay. Uh, I go with my third choice, Michael Pena. <laughs> I don't know. I looked him up. He's 45 years old. Everyone, uh -oh. and everyone is old <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Yeah. As a new recruit. <laughs> Every, right. So, all right. So funny. In this movie, Bill Murray is 31. Harold Ramis is 37. Oh and they do address that a little bit in the movie right. saying like guys our age. Totally. Right. What is but, the oldest you can enlist? Oh, is there an um, age? Yeah. I know it's somewhere. It's somewhere between thirty and thirty-five. I can't remember exactly mm. where it is. Yeah. All right. I have a problem with um, Bill Murray for sure. They would have let in Harold Ramis. I think you said was thirty-seven. Yeah. I don't think they would have let. Him, I don't think they would have let him enlist. I knew guys. I knew people that enlisted when they were in their thirties. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I said, everybody I looked up is older than I thought they were. And yeah. it's because I am older. And I, I believe we are still living in 2005, apparently, where everybody's in their 30s and they're right. not. So I said, Michael Pena, I didn't like it. I said, Max Greenfield from oh, The New Girl, yes. maybe doing a, a John Winger. The one I like the most, he's way too old, but I'm sticking with it. And it's Bill Hader. 
Oh, I oh, thought of him. But he is definitely in his 40s. Oh, definitely in his 40s. I, well, I, I won't say who I turned down, but he's also old. Yeah. Uh, Allison. Ugh. John Winger. I don't like any of mine. Um, <laughs> That's the theme of our show today. I don't like what I did. So, I... <laughs> okay. Uh, Tony Revolori, who plays Zero in... <laughs> yeah. Whoa. In Grand Budapest. Okay. I've got Ben Platt, who is the main guy in The Politician. And oh, he's also in okay. like Pitch Perfect and stuff like <clears> that. <throat> but the, I guess my least hated on the list is too old, but it's Jack Johnson. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, from, from New Girl from, as well. From New Girl, yeah. Very often we're just recasting the New Girl cast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh... Let's if, go. If I could Superman <laughs> the world backwards, oh. I would be casting Ryan Reynolds right. in this. Right. But mm-hmm. I can't do that. Right. That's what I did with uh, Ghostbusters, didn't I? I said I wanted Time Machine yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, let's go to Patrick. Give us <laughs> your John Winger. John Winger. I was thinking either, like, and you want old, I'm going to go old. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I was thinking either like Jack Black mm-hmm. or, uh, <laughs> yeah. or Paul, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Well, he's, well, he's eternally young. Yeah. He can still pull yeah. it off. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Uh, or I was going to go, do you know Michael Costa from The Daily Show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's That's kind of a, a smart ass. He's hilarious. I like that one. Yeah. I do like that one. I, I I considered Jack Black for Ox, but I'm like, Jack oh, Black is yeah, yeah. hundred years old. Yeah. I can't put him in. Yeah. All right. I like that. I, I, I like the Michael Costa. Yeah, that's, that's good. good one. Uh, Eric, <laughs> give us a, give us a winger. Or- I absolutely struggled on this. I came up with one name. He's too <laughs> old, but he can still, I think it still kind of works. Uh, Andy Samberg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, one person I didn't put down, I'm going to say it because I don't think he'll come up again, hopefully. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, but way too oh. old. Oh, yeah, I, I thought about him that. too, but yeah, yeah, he's too old. He's 50-something, right? 51, too. I, I mean, honestly, if if we were casting this movie 15 years ago, I would have been set. Right, we all would have because... Yeah. We don't know any actors under the age of 37. Chris Pratt from like Parks and Rec yeah. doing oh, like, yeah. doing it would have been perfect. The other guy from Parks and Rec too. Um, he was in, I forget it. Uh, let's move on. Russell Ziski. We've mm. got a little more age uh, options here because he's older. Um, let, all right, Al. <laughs> Since you're laughing, let's go with Allison first. Oh, oh my God. I've got, <clears throat> I've got three names written down, and and they're all awesome. They are terrible. <laughs> um, so I've got Nolan Gould who plays the the son in Modern Family. Okay, yeah, great, wow. Um, and then the only other one I feel worthy of voicing and it's absolutely ridiculous is timothy chalamet (laughs) 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 
All right, I didn't see that one. But I didn't either. It's not good. So, but I kind of just, liked a more serious but kind of sure. undercurrent funny person. For the sake of comedy, uh, who was the number three that you can't even? Oh, say? no, I don't want to say it. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. His name is Noah Galvin. Oh. Um, he's from Booksmart. He plays Eric. He plays the. Um, actor who is hosting the mystery theater party. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> right. Good luck with that. It, that's why I didn't even want to say it. I don't. I don't know who that is. So let's, it's not worth right. it. That's. Um, I'll do mine. Uh, I've got three. I don't particularly like him, but let's do it. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg oh. is a Russell Ziski. Yeah might work there's a nerdy factor there yes maybe i'm thinking of the social network too much but yes okay uh mikey day from snl i thought about him yeah. yes and his name was already mentioned andy samberg <laughs> he is my <laughs> ziski my russell ziski oh my god yeah i don't love all of them uh eric let's go with yours <clears throat> i had it, just as much struggle with this as I did with uh, Winger. I only have one name. And yes, thankfully, because it's the uh, the age thing helps a little bit on this one. Um, the only person I came up with was John Mulaney. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to cast for Bill Murray and... yeah. Yeah, Harold Ramis. We yes. had the same problem on the Ghostbusters episode. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't really nail that one either. It's, it's tough. I felt I felt Ghostbusters was a little bit easier it, given the storyline, but yeah. Uh, uh, okay, Patrick, who's your Russell? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I'm looking at these just going, what was I thinking? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. And, and unfortunately, like... I, I'm going to say these names and, and they all, I think they all wear glasses and I'm like, this is pathetic. <laughs> yes. um, so I have Rain Wilson. Oh yeah. As, I, yeah, I like obviously. And then I've St- Steven Merchant. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he should be in this movie somewhere. Why not? Yeah. Oh my God. Sure. That's pretty funny. Sure. Yeah. And, then, and I've, I've Jason Schwartzman, but I, now I'm thinking he'd be a better winger. Yeah. 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 You are correct. It's you need Jason Jason Schwartzman, but on a box. Like he, you need a bigger dude, I think, for yeah. winger, right? Yeah. How tall is he? It's small, like I don't know, five seven, mm-hmm. five eight, or you less. Pick one so that somebody can look it up. Five seven, five seven. My, Eric, look it up. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> All right. He, he claims well, to be always within an inch. Uh, I'm guessing people. Checking. That's my claim to fame. Um, okay. Dewey Ox Oxenberg. Mm-hmm. If your last name is Oxenberg and your nickname is Ox, uh, I mean. Yeah. What was your guess? Five, seven? Yes. According to IMDb, he is five foot six. See? Ah. Uh, every time. <laughs> so, Patrick, I have this running uh, claim or uh, pointless boast that it's I have. It's a party trick. That I believe I can come within i can guess every actor's height within one inch and uh i don't know this is true but i'm gonna just pretend that 
I've never been wrong in 27 <laughs> years, but maybe I have. Yeah, I'm pretty goddamn close. It's, I mean, you are probably within ten <laughs> percent. Like you are like ninety percent accurate. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll come back to that at some point. Uh, okay, Eric, give us a Dewey Ox. Ugh. Um, I had a lot of problem with this. Yeah, I struggled. Yeah. It's got to be a, a big dude. I think it kind of has to be, right? Yeah, it has to be. And that's that's where I Tough really man. struggled. It was like trying to find any young, like big young actor, and I couldn't find any. Right, right. So, so they're all the closest thing I have. Yeah, I have three names that are all way too old. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Seth Rogen. Uh, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> yep. Jonah right. Hill. Yep. And Anthony Anderson. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of like that one, too. Uh-huh, oh uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I'll do mine. I had one that I took, I, I got rid of because he's just too mm-hmm. old. I mean, it, I, I can't even get close. Uh, but for the comedy aspect of it, I'll throw it in. Um Terry Crews. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go with him, but I want to go with him. Uh, and the, the one that's a different that's a different play on a yeah, bigger dude. Yeah, because yeah. well, you can't find these guys around. Yeah. Uh, the only guy I have down is, and you said it, Eric Jonah Hill. Oh, uh, he's 43, so at least it's you're within the striking distance, but he's still too old. Yeah, and I don't even know if he's that heavy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> He kind of fluctuates. Yeah. I, think. I figure for this role, he's going to eat and uh, we'll give him some incentive. Uh, Patrick, give me your ox. I, I have, um, I have two. I have uh, Craig Robinson from the office. Oh yeah. I just, I just don't know. I'm like, yeah, but does he have the physical comedy chop? You know? Right. 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 And then, as a complete F you to, to Full Metal Jacket, we can cast Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the crossover is complete. Oh, my God. I like that. That's good. Al? So I've got, I've got three names, two of which are eh, number one. I love it. Whoa. So mm-hmm. um, number three, he's probably a little bit too old, is Keenan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I've got Hannibal Burris. He's, I think he's too old. He's, I think he's too old and he's too little. Um, but the one I really like is Sam Richardson. Oh, from uh, Veep. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> that dude, that dude needs to be in more things. I know. I like that guy. So that's, I, that's, that would be my number one. <laughs> Splat. Was it Richard Splat? Yeah. yeah. And his... His mother's side is spelt. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's start with Patrick for Sergeant Hulka. I, uh, I'm actually happy with this one. Oh. And I only had one guy, uh, and it was the first one of all the characters that came to me. Um, someone with good uh, drama and mm-hmm. tough guy and comedy shops, uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, Ooh. oh, that's a good mm. one. That's a good one. 
Damn it. I don't I don't like any of mine now. I went in a different direction. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got a couple good ones. Uh okay, I'll do mine then. And then we'll do you and then do Eric. Okay. Okay, I have three. Um I don't know which one I like the most though. Uh so I'll just do them in random order. Uh first one, John C. Riley. Oh, Oh. My Perfect. Yeah, that's good. Perfect. He's a little, a little more funny than anything else. Uh-huh. But okay. Uh, my number two goes the opposite direction, kind of. Uh, Michael Shannon. Yeah, he was on my list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. God, that's good. And the one I like, I don't think he fits though. The more I think about it, is Nick Offerman. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I know. It's. I don't know if it. There's something there, but yeah, I don't know. It's close, but I think it, it's a well. Goodness. If it's Nick you, Offerman you or Bruce Willis, it. I'm you're going tipping Bruce that Willis. one. Yeah, I think uh, I think Patrick uh, mm-hmm. got me on that one. Uh, Eric, give us your whole thought. Uh, I had a couple. Um, one I do really like. This is one of the few that I actually do like. Um, one of the my runner-ups, though. Um, little bit of stunt casting. He's probably too young, but even, I guess, even considering where he's the older character, but uh, former, you know, or actually, I can't say former because you're always our uh, United States Marine Adam Driver. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> Um, but the, my, my favorite that I like, uh, Josh Brolin. Oh, that's actually pretty good. That's pretty good. We might have a winner in the clubhouse. That's pretty good. Okay. All right, Al, beat Josh Brolin. All right. So I had Michael Shannon on my list. He was my number two, Mm -hmm. but since it was picked, my new number two is Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But my number one, and I thought of it while I was watching the movie, is Billy Bob Thornton. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. We may have to time machine him a little bit. We'll have to de-age him, but that's good. I think it still works. Yeah, Billy Bob. All right, now we go to the wild cards. Uh, let's pick our best one for each one, unless you have a really. Strong number two, right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Okay, we got Captain Stillman. We got Louise and Stella. If you want to cast any of these, I'll throw mine out first. Uh, Captain Stillman, John, played by John Larroquette. I'm going Joel McHale. Oh. I think that's perfect. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yep. In my opinion, there is no number two after that. Um, and my Louise and Stella. Honestly, could be anyone, as we've said. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm going Margaret Qualey. M- Margaret Qualey. Uh, she was in Once Upon a Time in Mexico, or in Hollywood. Okay. The dark-haired girl with Brad Pitt. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then for Stella, the PJ Souls one, I just threw out a name. Brie Larson. Whoa. I overpowered that. Unlimited budgets. <laughs> Bree, we need you just for one day. We're going to pay you $500,000. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Um, 
Anybody have any of those? Stillman, Louise, yes. or Stella? I have a Stillman. Well, I have a Stillman. All right. You you said I get only one, but I'm not going to do the two women because they okay. are unfortunately right. underwritten they for the anybody. movie. Yeah. I've got Edward Norton. For Stillman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Jeremy Renner, I think, could kind of play kind of the slightly dopey. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then he is a pod favorite. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> I considered him, too. I have him on my list as well. Yeah, yeah. I was amazed at how young-looking John the Roquette was, too, in this movie. He's like a Yeah, he's very, baby. yeah. Yeah. And his little camouflage ascot <laughs> is hilarious. Oh, that's great. <laughs> You're so good. That's his character right there. That's right. the whole character. Yeah. 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 Uh, Patrick. What do you got? Uh, for Laro Kett, I have Joan Cusack. Oh! <laughs> who like, I know, like it. Hits on the younger male soldiers and just is totally over the top. Oh, great. I like that. That would have been a good place for Tilda Swinton. Oh, my God. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. good. Uh, Eric, do you have any bonus people? Um, not really. Yeah, for Stillman, I also had Joseph Gordon-Levitt and also uh, Beck Bennett. Oh, Beck Bennett. Oh, that's Beck Bennett is good. That's That's really good. Yeah, yeah. I had I had also a psycho and an Elmo. I considered doing a psycho, but. What do you got? Um, for Elmo, the Judge Reinhold character, I've got Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And then Psycho, I've got Ezra Miller, <laughs> Mikey Day, and the one who I really like because I'm just imagining the wild-eyed mm-hmm. is Chris Redd from SNL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, that's what I got. I... Uh, I recast Czechoslovakia, <laughs> and I think my number one is, I think my number one is China because of the communist connection, but my number two North is Korea? North Korea. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It can't be China. That's too big for too the purposes of this movie. Russia, China, communist. It's called Czechoslovakia and <sighs> North Korea, dude. Okay. Uh, memorable scenes and quotable lines. <laughs> That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> That's the fact, Jack. That's a fact, Jack. Just jump in with whatever quotes you like. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing right here. Uh, one, one of the greatest things from childhood that I remember, and I'm so glad that we're doing this movie, was when Dave Thomas, when they're in the mud wrestling. Yeah. And Dave Thomas and... and Bill Murray's offering him that money with Ox, and they come up with $413.58. Yeah. And if you keep your eye on Dave Thomas, he stays with that amount. He's like, $413.58. And the camera has pulled away from him, or the action of the scene has, but he's still saying the exact amount of money. (laughs) And as a kid, I always loved that. Like, I was like, look at how focused he's still delivering the line. Oh. Uh, that's a young Dave Thomas for you. Uh, yeah, you said that's a fact, Jack. Um, Lighten up, Francis. Right. 
if I catch any of you guys in my stuff, I'll kill you. And then lighten up for you. Oh, yeah. just is That's the line to me. Oh, yeah. If I catch any of you guys in my stuff, I'll kill you. <laughs> also, I don't like nobody touching me. Now, any of you homos touch me, and I'll kill you. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> no, we're not homosexuals, but willing to learn. <laughs> yeah. uh, we talked about, in the preamble, we talked about uh, razzle-dazzle. Oh. That's a good one. Oh, I do love razzle-dazzle. Razzle-dazzle! Army training, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Army training, sir. What kind of training, son? Army training, sir. Army training, sir. You're a lean, mean fighting machine in the uh, the strip club or the yeah. wrestling club. Um. And he I says, did. "Is there a flight on this or a movie on this flight?" <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> and he laughs at himself. He, Candy's awesome in this movie. So t- I, I, I will giggle every time when Sergeant Hulka gets blown out of the tower and he's laying on the ground hurt and he, he just keeps going. <laughs> Sergeant, does this mean we're through for the day? <laughs> Save your strength, Sergeant. Get it off, Sergeant. Get it off. <laughs> Such a weird sound to come out of that guy. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Uh, we talked about this, but eh. the, uh, the doo-wop song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there she was just a walking down the street. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, how about when they get out, when he when they escape, and then, like you, he's got the he's got the utility vehicle somewhere else, and Bill Murray's like, "Well, we had a car waiting." Yeah, <laughs> that's a good little like subtle sneaky light, but yeah, yeah. I also kind of forgot about um, uh, Captain Stillman playing with the army guys in the tank. Oh yeah, which it reminded me of the space balls with dark helmet. Yeah, that's right. You know. <laughs> Totally, totally. <laughs> no, sir, we didn't see you playing with your dolls again. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we talked about the, the loofah line. Oh, yeah, the loofah. Yeah. I kind of liked I I chuckled at it a little bit, especially because Bill Murray being from Chicago, I don't know if it was an intentional joke of from him being from Illinois, but he's like, Invading Czechoslovakia, it's like invading Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he goes like, I got beat up in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's so many, that, that whole, like, lock, it's not a locker room, I guess, but that whole, that first night, like Allison was talking about, that whole yeah. thing is perfect. Like, yeah. one of these men may save your life one of these days. Well, maybe they God. won't. Maybe right. not. Lighten up, Francis. Have Patrick, have you ever met anyone named Francis? There's one uh, female, a female, oh. a female comedian. That was it. So you must have said, lighten up, Francis, right? I don't, God, I don't know if that registers because she's, a, you know, a lady. <laughs> and it's spelled differently and all that. And uh, you might not want to say that to her either. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's that. 
like telling your girlfriend or wife, like, oh, calm down. Yeah, that'll right. yeah. You're overreacting. Overreacting. Yeah. overreacting. <laughs> well, hmm. Right. But when they when cruisers like I like fast cars, I like fast girls. <laughs> <laughs> they call me cruiser, and I think Candy's like they should call him dork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so simple. It's so good. Oh my god! That whole scene is pretty good. It's a movie. Uh, I like that. Of, of course, the graduate. Just in terms of a memorable scene, just the whole graduation, them marching yeah, in and doing huge. the whole routine and. All of that, that was... It's great. It's the standout scene, probably, of the yeah. movie. Yeah. And um, how about the dollar bills around his neck? It's like, all of a sudden, there's like $10 bills. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> when he does the there's a continuity yeah. issue. Yeah. There's definitely continuity issues. And watching it in HD, I noticed a number of times, this is just, you know, because this was an 81 movie. Right. Uh, any number of shots are like slightly out of focus oh yeah yeah i'm like it's distracting so i want to make sure that i have caught the plot correctly (laughs) so john winger and crew decide to or john john winger and russell decide to drive to germany to pick up those two Mm -hmm. mps in germany Mm -hmm. taking a top secret vehicle mm-hmm. <laughs> without telling anybody mm-hmm. leave incommunicado for however long mm-hmm. the company that they are with goes out to search for them they oh. get caught yeah the the AWOL people yeah. in the vehicle yeah. save them yeah. and they get the second highest military award for saving them as you do yeah and they get to ride in on a private jet yeah yeah well everybody else clearly went in on like a cargo plane ahead this is how the u.s military works we all know that eric can you tell me (laughs) if this is plausible (laughs) (laughs) oh my god where to begin the yeah the fuck-ups get the medals and the five-star treatment no i did like the um the fact that the it was a super vehicle that still had rubber tires, it just had little casings that came down around it. The whole vehicle is <laughs> ludicrous. Let's be honest. It looked like the mystery machine. So uh, <laughs> Harold Ramis is behind three of the more of the most famous vehicles from the eighties: the uh, family truckster. No. Oh. I think he was involved in writing that really? movie. Really? Uh, National Lampoon Vacation. Oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, he directed it. Directed it. There you go. Oh, he did? Yep. Uh, the Ecto-1 in Ghostbusters. Right. And then this urban assault vehicle, the EM-50. <laughs> Come on. An assault vehicle. <laughs> we don't, we're missing that up on our wall I know, here. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I kept looking for what does EM stand for? And why isn't this called the... Uh, UAV, the urban assault vehicle, UAV instead of EM. What is EM? Um, extra military. <laughs> as good as anything. <laughs> Might as well be. All right. Uh, what would you want to see in a sequel if there isn't one? Well, there isn't one that I know of, and I don't need to see a sequel. I'm, I think it is 
considering it's two movies in one, <laughs> good. right? It is its own sequel. Right. It's a it's a freaking Russian they, nesting doll of a movie. <laughs> they went first movie, go through basic training. Right. Second movie, they go on their first mission. Done. The end. It's you like could do stripes the prequel. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, yeah, Sergeant Hulka going through basic training. That's right. It, yeah. It's a Sergeant Hulka movie, perhaps. I, or I want to follow Francis. I want to, oh, Francis would be something. Oh, that'd be great. I want to follow Ox. Like, how did that knucklehead <laughs> get into the yeah. military? All right. Time for the How Much Are They Worth game. And now, let's play the How Much Are They Worth game. So... This is always stressful for me. I'm going to make it even more stressful. Oh, good. Because we just did Ghostbusters. Yes. And there are three people we would normally do that we also did in Ghostbusters just recently. Um, and I know we never remember any of these things, but just... I, I haven't a clue. To change it up just for fun. Okay. I'm going to ask you guys what you want to do. Okay. Do we want to include Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, and Ivan Reitman? Or I have three potential replacements. Okay. They are John Larroquette, yeah. Judge Reinhold, and Joe Flaherty. Who's Joe Flaherty? Oh. The border guard. He's an SCTV yeah. uh, guy and a, uh, he's a well-known character actor. Who are the other two? John Larroquette, Captain Stillman. Yeah. And Judge Reinhold was Elmo. I know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, oh. I thought you were two. implying that Sean were Young good. and John Candy. Okay, John Candy, although it would be in a state, right? They're in, yeah. We did, we did Sean Young once, too, for Ace Ventura, right? I know. It was, that was long enough ago that I'm willing to... Yeah, it, it, yeah. every one of these is in a vacuum, and we never have any <laughs> clue what the other one... We have no we long-term memory anyway. Like so what do you guys want to do? Do you want to keep... Uh, Ramus, Murray, and Reitman, or do you want to replace them with those three or a combination? Or I what? say John Larroquette, Judge Reinhold, and then you pick one of the three that we've done before. Okay. I will we'll, we'll keep in Bill Murray because he's Bill Murray. And our lineup is going to be Sean Young, John Candy, uh, John Larroquette, and Judge Reinhold and Bill Murray. Right? That, I feel like you've said like seven say, names. I said, yeah, that was I know. Let me try that again. That was a long list. Good God. My, Talk about no memory. I had an aneurysm in the middle of that. Okay. Sean Young, John Candy, John Larroquette, Bill Murray, and Judge Reinhold. Okay. That's our five. Great. Okay. In no particular order. All right. All right. So let's start with Sean Young. Okay. Who we know is crazy, um, but whatever. She uh, has she done anything recently? Mm, that I don't know. I mean, they recreated her digitally in uh, uh, Blade Runner oh, yeah. 2049. Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> I don't know if that counts, it's like a cartoon of her, Sean Young. 126 acting credits. Hmm. All right. 
Okay. Take it out while I get a beverage. All right. So. All right. She has. Well, 2020, she was in a, something called Who Wants Dessert? Okay. All right. And that kind of gives me an answer. I've right. got a number. So I'm going to. I've got a number. Eric, do you have a number? I have a number. Patrick, do you have a number? I do. I have a number. All right. I've got her with three million. Oh, that's exactly what I had. No, oh. we have Patrick with three. I've got seven. Al has seven. Eric, um, eight. Eight. Oof. Price is right, did you? I think okay. I'm over though. Ooh, this is interesting. Uh, Sean Young. Has a net worth of three point five oh. million. I was going to oh. say you said two hundred fifty thousand. I would like <laughs> me, <laughs> me and Patrick tie. Dang. All right. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's do <laughs> let's do Judge Reinhold. Okay. <laughs> my name is Judge. Oh my god! Well, he's got that uh, <laughs> high school movie. He's got Beverly Hills Cop money. Oh, he's got Beverly Hills Cop money. And Ruthless yeah. People money. Yeah. Fast Times. Fast Times. Santa Claus. Oh. <laughs> My name One is... Seinfeld episode. Well, yeah. Arrested <laughs> Development, yeah. right? Judge Reinhold. 113 actor credits. Beverly Hills Cop. Hmm. One and two. All right. Uh, Judge, what do you think here, dude? We're going to go with... I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong, too. I don't like my number whatsoever. Um, all right. Do you guys have a number? Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, Eric, give us your number. I'll say, I'll say 15. Whoa. Patrick. I have for judge five million. Oh God. I have 11. I have eight. Eight. Well, we're all in the ballpark though. That's usually a good sign that we're not completely off our rockers. Okay. Someone hit it on the nose. <gasps> Judge Reinhold uh, has a net worth of five million. Dang! The newbie wow. is on the board twice already. The wow! Two for two. God! So he gets a double there. He's up three to one. Good lord! That's that's a problem. Okay, uh, let's do John Larroquette. Night court money. Yeah. <clears throat> I've I've been uh on and off watching some uh night court on I don't know Prime or something. Uh that show is pretty funny. <laughs> John though it's been is a really long good. time since I've watched Yeah, I can't remember the last time I even came across Night Court. 
anywhere. Great cast. Yeah. 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 Speaking oh, of which, did you see that Murky Post just died? I, I was just oh, going to say. Oh, she did? She died today. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Cancer. She was, oh. she was 70. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Yep. It's beautiful. Yep. Mm. Okay. John so John Larroquette's got 108 acting credits. He had a, a significant mm-hmm. sitcom not that long ago. Two years ago. I believe. Um, he was in The she, Librarians. Was that no, it? that might have been. 41 it. episodes. Yeah. The uh, he was in the uh, Macaulay Culkin version of Richie Rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm. I mean the Richie Rich money. Come on, hmm, John Larroquette. I've got him. That's, this is this is difficult for me. All right, I've written down a number. I've got a number. Uh. Al, why don't you go first? What's your number? Eight. Eight million. I've got him at 15 somehow. Uh, Eric, what do you got? Ten. Ten. And Patrick? I'm at ten as well. Son of a... But I can go under if we need to price this right. No. If you guys tie, you know, we'll deal with that later. Okay. Okay. John Larroquette. Ooh. This is a good one. John Larroquette has a net worth of twenty-eight million. Shut up! Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, good for him! Wow. I was gonna say I. I was gonna say he. Sh- whatever it is, it's not enough because he's fantastic. He's really good. That he should have been should have been making more. Yeah. Who got that? I got that. Damn it! I said fifteen. Wow. You've got two points. I have two in this game. Erica or Patrick has three. I've got zero. Yeah, I'm. This is the worst. Three to two to zero to zero. All right, two left. Uh, John Candy. R.I.P. And I don't. We always have trouble with the estate of. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know how things changed since he died, or I don't know what that means. So we'll see. We're all in the dark on that. Ooh, I spelled it John Candy. Candy. <laughs> okay. Because that's what well, year did he is. die? 92? 90. Well, he's been in, he's got credits in 95, Canadian Bacon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was his last movie. Yeah. I remember that being his last movie. So 95. Okay. So, huh. He was in JFK? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the uh, Dean uh, something. Andrews. Yeah. He was like a slick guy with sunglasses. Yep. Fucking JFK. We should do that movie sometime. Back into the left. <laughs> back into Just the left. Just an hour of us saying back into the left. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Did you say sorry? No. Okay. And the, the longest monologue ever. By Kevin Costner. Yeah, great. Which is saying something because he's usually got one in every movie. Yeah. All right. Oh, I have. 
I don't like what I'm putting I'm down I'm struggling here. with this one. All right, I've written something down. There's I'm a lot of variables. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he's so lovable. You want him to be worth so much more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The number which I want. Which is why I have one billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that might set the record for the biggest miss. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Allison, what's uh, your number? I wrote down twenty million. Really? Yep. I wrote down twenty-two. Damn it. Uh, Patrick. I'm just going to go 50 because I like him so much. And if I'm off, I want to be off. <laughs> I think that, that's not crazy. It's possible. Eric, what's your number? Correct. 20 million was my number as well. Oh, my Eric. God. We are all sort of clustered except for Patrick here. Ooh. Oh, God, Lord. All right. John Candy was a Canadian actor and comedian who has a net worth of... $15 million Ooh. at the time of his death. Wow. It says. So, Allison and Eric tie. All right. Good. We have ties all the place. All right. So, I have two. You guys have one. Patrick has three. <gasps> Someone besides Patrick has to win this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, if I win it's... it, if I, if I nail it, I win. If I bullseye it. Uh, if I get just one, I tie Patrick, and then we do a a guess off. <laughs> a guess off. I don't know. Wow. What, I don't know. A, wow. How much are you worth? Off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's Bill Murray. All right. We knew it was coming. Uh, we did this recently. I have no idea what we did, what the numbers were before. So who cares, really? Um, it's going to be a big number. And he's got like no team. Am I remembering that mm-hmm. part correctly? Yeah. Like he's Zero, just a weirdo about that. No, like agent or management necessarily. Yeah, he's got an, an eight hundred number with a with an answering machine. You leave your pitch on the machine, and if he likes it, he'll call you back. Right. So he's got nine acting credits. That's exactly how Patrick works as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Except yeah. I get I get back to you on every call. I respond. Yeah. Do you have a beeper or a pager? <laughs> yeah, got it all. Yeah, anything. Yeah. And it never goes to voicemail because I'm picking up. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um oh my God. I don't remember. We just did this. I have no we did, yeah. If you was told this? me the number, I wouldn't know what it is. I I, I wouldn't believe you. Was this was Ghostbusters two episodes ago? Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, I don't know. Does he have any other like um side hustles or extracurricular activities? He doesn't do activities? a lot of that stuff. I mean, he he has like a clothing line for golf. He does. Yeah. Or the, the Murray brothers do something to that effect. Does he? Oh, oh yeah, the brother. Brothers. A bunch of girls. Um, he's he's one of nine kids, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, this number. I don't know. It's it's big, but how big? Fuck. Okay, <laughs> I have a number with zero confidence behind it. All right, I'm including French dispatch money. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't know what that means. All right. I I don't. I have no idea if Wes Anderson pays people say, 
like market rate or if he's like, all right, we're making a little film and I'll give you a thousand dollars. I think his quote, his quote from Wes Anderson is just like a, a standard flat fee of like scale. Well, it's probably like somehow printed in some weird ornate frame <laughs> and like <laughs> in calligraphy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he unveils it behind a red curtain. Yeah. All right. Uh, narrated by and narrated by Alec Baldwin. Fucking hell. <laughs> this could go on for forty five minutes, by the way. Uh, Patrick, give us a number for William H. Murray. I am. Oh God! I mean, the legend of I. I'm going to be very lazy and just say because it could go either way. I'm just going to say five hundred million. Oh. Shit. That's not what I have. <laughs> no, that's, I'm not even close to that. <laughs> no, no, no. Eric, give me your number. Uh, give me your number. My number, 125. <sighs> my number is 155. I wrote 200. I, I think last time I said a number that was insane. Like I said like 900 million or something. <laughs> uh, you did? I don't, I'm just guessing at this point. I don't remember yesterday. Okay. Ooh. Bill Murray is a, an American comedian, actor, writer, and producer, quote unquote, uh, who has a net worth of $180 million. Ooh. Nice. Allison, you're 20 away, and I am too far away. Yeah. So I get two, Al gets two, Eric gets one, and Patrick gets three. Whoa. For the winner and undisputed champion of the How Much Are They Worth game, Patrick Keene. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. This might be my poorest showing ever. <laughs> Just yeah. getting one? <laughs> yeah. I know. Everyone's got to miss a shot once in a while. Yeah. Well, you just try to, th- I mean, what do these actors make per movie? You know, like, right. I mean, is what's the number right now? 20 million for like a huge star? I don't know. It's a 50 well, and also number. like, w- this is, we're just trying to guess what the website says. I mean, because I don't know, who knows how accurate any of this stuff is, you know? Right. Well, and the type of movies, so, right. So is it like um, Avengers money right. or is it... Well, written in calligraphy in a ornate frame behind think, a red curtain presented by since i've done like all of these that have ever been done and i'm the worst possible player at this game yeah <laughs> somehow i would absorb some of this information and no zero i'm the worst yeah. uh <laughs> all right well let's wrap this up any closing thoughts on stripes uh anyone the, like you mentioned the music which yeah. It, it, it's so now it's in my head and it's going to be all night. Right. Uh, and, and it's, it's, it's by, it's some of that music's by Elmer Bernstein. I saw. Yeah, I did. I saw that as well, which like, it's such a classic, great move to put classical music to comedy. Like animal house did it. Swingers yeah. did it. Yep. And it, I don't know what it does. It like softens everything. It's nice. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's like the opposites. You can't put the funny stuff underneath the funny stuff you got it right you wouldn't have a weird al song with right ghostbusters (laughs) (laughs) although who knows maybe i wouldn't mind seeing that cut of the movie with just (laughs) 
Because we're Bye, Bologna. That's what they're singing while yeah. they're doing the marching. Yeah. 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 I love Rocky Road. Rocky <laughs> Road. Well, oh my this movie is great and it holds up as usual. All these sort of 80s movies that we've done have held up really well, especially the Bill Murray ones. Um, it would be rewritten with a bit. Uh, of course. It would be modernized a bit. Yeah, of course. But the concept is solid. The plot's ridiculous. Who cares? It's just, <laughs> it's a structure for jokes. Great. Right. Uh, we love it. I mean, nothing wrong with it. Uh, so, Patrick, what do you think of your first time on the podcast? <laughs> I'll tell you, I loved it. I was nervous. I, um, you know, I was like, am I prepared enough? Like, the casting was freaky, so I'm glad you said that right off the top. The last three movies, this one included, uh, three or four, have gotten progressively harder to recast for me, yeah. at least. Uh, it's, these comedies are tough because... Yeah. The people like Bill Murray or whoever, they're so specific and have such a, a certain skill set that doesn't really <laughs> translate to today. It's, it's, it's tricky. Well, yeah. because the movie, usually the roles are so tight to the dialogue and the dialogue yeah. for his movies is so tight to him because it's all ad-libbed. Right. It's his, you know, sense of humor and yeah. cadence and all of those things that it's hard to imagine somebody else. But then, like we say, had we recast this in 2007 or two or something, right. we could have done it a lot better. But I think that's because we're old. We are old. I know. I think yeah. it's because we're yeah. old. I don't know any actors that are young enough to play most of these roles. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was glad when you said at the top that you weren't going to, we weren't going to cast a uh, recast KJ or, uh, or Sean Young. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Well, I started doing it. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is uh, the way it's been. It, it's just any character, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, there's no character development no, in the movie. They, so, oh, it, it's weird talking about that. I did see somewhere uh, mentioned that the reason Shang Young was cast, and at the time of the, the movie, she was 20 or 21. Jesus. Um, so they cast her strictly because she was attractive. I mean, obviously. But uh, yeah. that, that's what both those characters are. There's no further. Yeah. Uh, We've. We've kind of skirted around it without actually saying it. There's the two women are in the movie specifically so that Bill Murray and Harold Ramis have women to sleep with at right. some yeah. point during yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah. 100%. that's the only reason they're there. Yep, which is unfortunate. Yeah, well, it was eighty-one, so <laughs> I'll take the good with the bad. Uh, all right, well, yeah. that was it. 